0: Good evening, everyone. This is Keith Carlson of RNFM Radio here in the studio with Kevin Ross. We are delighted to be back again after having a week off last week. We hope everyone had a great 4th of July weekend if you had the weekend off. And we know the 4th of July fell in the middle of the week, so it was kind of a strange holiday week. I actually worked that day with one of my clients. So, whether you were working or you were off, happy summer. Happy July. We hope everything's going well with you, and we're very happy to have you here with us on RNFM Radio tonight. We have an exciting and interesting guest for you, as always, and we will get to her in a minute. Uh, But we just wanted to thank you for tuning in, whether you're listening live or you're on the archive or you're listening on iTunes. We're just so grateful for our listeners and everyone who tweets and Facebooks us and reads our blog Thank you so much. We are just delighted, and I'd like to introduce my fellow co-host and nurse entrepreneur extraordinaire, Kevin Ross.
1: Uh, What an intro, Keith. Thank you so much, my friend. Um, Yes, it is awesome to be here this evening, and I want to thank anyone out there who ended up doing a rain dance or sending some better weather here to Colorado. As you know, we have a ton of wildfires going on, and we've had pretty steady two or three days worth of rain, um, which has been very nice, very pleasant. We've had 100-degree weather, which I know back east they have as well, um, but we've had fires to boot, which is unfortunate. So um, I know everybody's kind of got it bad around the country, but I want to thank whoever sent the rain here. Uh, it's much appreciated, and the fires are <laughs> <better>. uh,
0: <laughs>
1: Yes, thank you so much. I appreciate that. So I definitely want to let all of you know, if you're not listening in live this evening or you know you catch us on an archive or if you are listening live and you can tell people where to find the archive listens, um, certainly you can find us, of course, on Blog Talk Radio um, and then RNFM Radio. Just look us up there. Uh, Of course, you can check us out on iTunes, which I think is one of our more popular platforms and and is growing, Um, and that is iTunes. And and it's just – if you go in the search box on the iTunes uh, application, look under podcasts, and then type in in the search bar RNFM Radio, all one word, no spaces, no dots or anything like that, and you'll find our podcast. Oh, and I did want to mention this. I'm glad I thought of it. Anybody who's interested, uh, well, I would say interested, please, we would really appreciate any kind of reviews. Hopefully, they're positive reviews. If you love listening to this show, could you just let our uh, fans uh, that are out there looking at iTunes or haven't found us yet on iTunes, um, please post a review if you wouldn't mind in giving us a review there. We would certainly appreciate it. And so... Uh, Going down from iTunes, let's look at ProMedNetwork.com forward slash RNFMRadio. You can also find us there. And if you'd like to listen in live or call in, our call-in number is 347-308-8064. And we love having callers. Whether you just want to listen in or you want to actually interact and ask questions and maybe you have comments or statements, Hopefully, it's all good, but we would love to have you on the show. As you can tell, we're very welcoming here. And then we are on tweet chat this evening, I believe. So tweetchat.com forward slash room forward slash RNFM radio or just hashtag RNFM radio. Whew, I think I'm out of breath. Today's been a long day. Keith, what do we have here?
0: Thanks, Devin. So we just want to let you all know who's coming up in the next three weeks. We have guests booked actually all the way through to the early to mid September. But next week on July 16th, we have Laura Winger of the Healthier Hospitals Initiative. And the Healthier Hospitals Initiative is working to have hundreds of hospitals around the United States and Canada an agreement to work on being more sustainable in their practices and it's a very interesting initiative and we're very much looking forward to talking with Laura. There's actually an article from her being posted on rnfmradio.com as of tomorrow morning that'll post automatically. You can read her article tomorrow and on the 23rd we have Lori Brown who's a very well-known legal nurse consultant who will talk about what it's like to be a legal nurse consultant and work in the legal field as a nurse. And then on the 30th, we have Dr. Mary Foley, she's an RN, of Safe in Common, talking about needle stick injuries and their prevention. So we have an interesting mix of guests coming up in these next few weeks, and we have some other very exciting guests in August who we'll tell you about as the time grows nearer. And now I'd love to ask Kevin to introduce our guest, Terry Mills, of the National Nurse Networking Campaign.
1: Most definitely. You no, know, most definitely, Keith. And I did want to say again, um, or maybe I haven't said it first. Well, let me just say it first, not again. But it's it's really amazing, Keith. And again, uh, you know, all due to our listenership, our fans, uh, people following us, we really appreciate it. We are booked up going into fall already, and here we are just humming along, just cruising through summer, and yet we are um, booking guests into September, and that is just wonderful. That the show. Uh, we started in January, and here we are uh, still cruising along, Keith and I. Hopefully, I guess, I guess we're doing something good uh, because people want to be on the show, and we love having you on the show. And also, as Keith had mentioned about uh, posts on RNFM Radio, we are accepting guest posts on RNFM Radio, whether it's original content or if it's something off of your site that we can just paraphrase and write a few comments about and, of course, link back to you. I think we sent letters out to people, but certainly just wanted to put that out on the air. We would love to promote you, and we are building a strong community on RNFM Radio with strong uh, backlinks and uh, certainly trying to play nice with Google and their analytics, And but, of course, at the same time just giving you props and traffic that we can kind of generate for you because, it's like I said, this is community. It's collaborative, and... Uh, This is it's good for nursing. It's good, you know, for us as a whole. So anyway, let me breathe here for a minute. (laughs) All right. So Terry Mills of the National Nurse Campaign. She's a registered nurse. She's uh, the president of of the executive board of the National Nursing Network organization uh, dedicated to ensuring that the same quality of health care afforded to past generations of Americans is available to future generations. like the sound of that. The mission of the NNNO is to promote, uh, encourage, and support a national nurse for public health and other projects that promote wellness and disease prevention. Terry graduated from the College of San Mateo with an associate degree in nursing in 1973. She completed her BSN at Sonoma State University. She graduated from the University of Portland where she focused her graduate work on primary care of the adult and a minor in nursing education. Wow. Terry, this is uh, an honor to certainly have you here on board, and uh, we certainly uh, can't wait to just dive in here. But first, let's um, also plug her website really quick, because we're going to be doing that throughout the show. You can actually uh, catch this and and follow along if you're on the Internet right now with us, and you can also visit their site at nationalnurse.org. That's all one word, nationalnurse.org. Anyway, Terry, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, thank you, um, Kevin and Keith, for having me on tonight. It's really a pleasure, and it's so exciting to have a radio program and internet program dedicated to the nursing profession because, especially since we're the largest sector of the healthcare workforce, it's, it really bodes well. So, thank you so much.
0: All right, you're welcome, and it wouldn't be here without you and our other guests, Terry. So we're really honored to have you here tonight. Thank you. Sure. So we want to jump right in. Some of our listeners might not really know about the National Nursing Network organization and what this whole thing is about. So can you tell us, just in a nutshell, the origins of the NNNO, how it all began, and where this idea came from, and what the idea actually is? What's the central focus of, of your organization?
2: Wow, that's a, that's a lot of questions. in one <laughs> we'll um, take one. Well, <laughs> as a long time um, nurse educator, I started teaching when I was 23 and have just loved every minute of nursing and every minute of teaching um, the future generation of nurses. Um, it just really um, came to my awareness as well as the awareness I think of every practicing nurse that our country's health Still remains in critical condition, and certainly it was seven years ago when this all began. And when we look around us, we see this rise in chronic preventable conditions that is really bankrupting our healthcare dollars and also causing a lot of suffering. So um, I just decided to test an idea and wrote an op ed, and it was published in the New York Times. And even though the New York Times did a lot of editing, and there were some things said in it that um, were not my words, but were accepted by me for publication because we wanted to get it published, the idea for a national nurse for public health took off like wildfire. And uh, the way the organization got started, Kevin and Keith, is because we received a large donation of money, and of course, being a nurse, you we didn't want to. Touch that personally, so we formed um, an organization, the National Nursing Network Organization, um, with that donation. And at the same time, we were encouraged to go back and speak with the nurses who are in Congress, and they really liked the idea, and that began our journey for a national nurse for public health. Now, where we're at right now is we do have a bill in Congress, H.R. 3679, the National Nurse Act of 2011, that was introduced on December 15th by Congresswoman Eddie Bernice Johnson, who is also a nurse. She was the first nurse elected to Congress and really believes in this idea and can see its importance. And the bill is being co-led by Congressman Peter King, who chairs um, the Homeland Security um, committee in um, the House of Representatives. So, we're really fortunate to have bipartisan support for this nonpartisan piece of legislation. So, um, briefly, that's um, what it's all about, and we'll let the listeners and you ask more questions, and then I can delve into more information.
1: Well, it was interesting, Terry, because um, Keith and I were talking about this off the air prior. <clears throat> you mentioned uh, the New York Times op ed. How does a nurse actually get that opportunity?
2: Well, um, how, all I did was read the instructions on the website as far as how to <laughs> submit an op ed. And to wow. be truthful um, with you, I submitted the idea to eight newspapers, never heard back from any of them. It was submitted in advance to Nurses Week in 2005. National Nurses Week is in May, as you know, to honor. Um, Florence Nightingale's birthday and to honor America's nurses and also international nursing. And didn't hear back. And then um, shortly after Nurses Week, I received an email saying that they really loved the idea and they wanted to publish it. So um, I do encourage anybody you know that does have ideas or, or wants to use the media as a mechanism to get their idea out there to the public to write letters to the editor, because that's a really good way to have your voice be heard,
1: well, and I think too, with the power of social media as we have utilized it, a lot of the um, writers, bloggers, authors out there, at least in the last year that I've been doing this, um, you know this is a great opportunity for us to collaborate and really uh pool our resources. That, resources together and yeah you can have a few nurses uh writing directly to the New York Times and then of course we can use Twitter and Facebook and other platforms to actually even help push that further along uh, mm-hmm. to to potentially get something like that published.
2: Mhm. Right. So we're you know we're just really excited um because of the way this has hit a common chord for all nurses nurses are all, the reason we become nurses in the first place is we really want to help keep Americans well. And health promotion and prevention is the cornerstone of every nurse's practice, whether you are a school nurse or a public health nurse or you're working at the bedside. We all want to make sure that our patients are as healthy as possible. So that's, you know, that has really helped to propel this, the momentum um, nurses and supporters can contact us through the website using the um, contact us link, and we respond to every single person that makes contact with us um, because we really believe in this piece of legislation. We really think that it ha- it stands um, to really make a difference in Americans' mm-hmm. lives.
0: So Terry, I have a question for you regarding a legislation.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: What is it what is it like for nurses to go to Capitol Hill and speak with their legislators? I know some of us have done so maybe locally or in our states. Maybe some of us have gone to Capitol Hill. But what's the experience like and what's the reaction you get when you sit down with a legislator and tell them you're a nurse and talk about your Nursing agenda and what you would like to see them do vis-a-vis nursing and healthcare. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, that's been one of the most exciting and amazing parts of the campaign um, is traveling to Washington D.C. and um, because of our the way the campaign has been set up, we have a lot of really prominent. Um, advisors in the background who have really given us some excellent suggestions and I'd love to talk a little bit about the legislation too so that your listeners can know um, what the, the piece of legislation entails but what we do because I you know I have a strong background in education and when we talk to our nursing students about political activism very few even can tell us who their U.S. representatives are or um, the difference between state, a state legislative body and and Congress, so we have a, a meetup, and we meet before we even go to the hill and we have appointments made in advance with the health policy aides of the legislators, and we take packets of information with us, um, and we prep and the night before with the team, and the team has been all volunteer. Nurses have come from all over the country, from Texas, Washington, Virginia, Oregon, Florida, California, Um, and that's been just amazing, you know, and I'm sure I've left states out. Um, But when we go and we talk to the um, health aides or even to the members themselves, the reaction that we get is wonderful. Um, Everybody knows a nurse, or have a nurse in their own family. And there's a lot of respect. Um, of course, they have a lot of challenging questions, but since we've now done this for several years, we pretty much um, know we can expect uh, many of the questions, so it's not as hard as it was in the beginning. Um, but like we we like to tell our nursing students and nurses everywhere, is caring isn't just at the bedside. Caring needs to be um, all the way to Congress, all the way to our federal elected officials, because they are making so many important decisions about health care and about nursing and about really the future of our lives. So it's very important for nurses' um, voices to be heard.
1: Well, and the thing is, is that I was actually just telling somebody this today. Some of the advocacy that we do in, in in one of my companies, and we have our boots in the sand. I mean, we're down there, right there in the, in the trenches, or just in the community, and we see this. We have the eyes, and, and we should be able to articulate that, um, and and kind of elevate that position so that we can really get some kind of understanding of what's going on in the community. And we're trying to fight this good fight uh, to keep people, um, you know, well or healthier um you know like i said in in the community before things kind of get catastrophic and mm-hmm. so on a smaller scale i know that um you know i certainly try to do my job in in a public health uh you know Sort of arena, so to speak, but it's definitely not to this degree, and I really appreciate you know having this you know the the n n n o which again, let's get the website in there the nationalnurse.org dot org you can find them at the dot org to find out more information um but yes, like I said, we have our boots in the sand, and you know what a great way to just kind of get that and elevate it up to Congress mhm
2: so. Let me maybe I could speak just for a couple minutes about the legislation itself because I think that's really important that your listeners understand um, this bill, um, especially because it has um, had previous versions and this is really different language um, that has been built in to address many concerns that we've heard through the years. So basically, what the National Nurse Act of 2011, HR 3679, does is it it accomplishes four things we have a chief nurse officer position of the u.s. public health service but very few americans or even nurses know who this person is or what this individual does and yet this is really the person who works side by side with the surgeon general so the act itself increases the position of the the, um, CNO position of the U.S. Public Health Service from part-time to full-time. We're asking that it be ranked in parity because there are um, other uniformed um, nurses from, from the nurses from the uniformed services who serve on the federal nurse council and they are ranked at a in parity at a grade eight so we're asking that this position be given a step increase as well. And we really are wanting this position to be uniquely identified as a National Nurse for Public Health because we think it's very important to increase the visibility and spotlight all the important duties that this nurse does. But we also really believe that it's very important for the National Nurse for Public Health to engage willing nurses students, retirees, and other health professionals to participate in and replicate all those programs, those health promotion programs that have proven to be successful. So it's really just a two-and-a-half-page bill, and it's relatively simple, but we've also done a lot of review of the literature to see, first of all, if is this needed? And second of all, how will it work? And third, will it work? And we, um, you know, we've proven in the affirmative for all three of those questions.
3: Mm.
0: Well, thank you for that recap, Terry. That's really helpful to hear. And we actually have our first caller. I would love to bring her on. So I'm going to bring, bring her on right now. So welcome. You're live on RNFM Radio. Could you please introduce yourself to Terry and our listening audience?
3: Uh, good evening. Um, this is Marcia Moody. I'm a state representative in the state of New Hampshire. And um, I have also gone to Washington with Terry and advocated for this Bill H.R. 3679. And what I'd like to say, the thing that really matters to me about the bill and why I'm so enthusiastic about it is its emphasis on education of the public and the emphasis on wellness rather than on illness. And I had the pleasure of hearing Dr. Um, Howard Dean the other night, and he was emphasizing the same thing, and this is what the uh, ACA is going to be doing. And I think this bill fits right in with the new Health Care Act, and I really applaud Terry for sticking with this and uh, keeping up with this bill, and I support it 100%. Well, thank you so much, um, Representative
2: Moody, for calling in. And yes, you um, you also bring up some really important points. And that's how does this bill fit in with current times? And there were so many amendments and clauses in the Affordable Care Act that deal with health promotion and prevention because Americans, 73%, actually are, were, and are in favor of health promotion and prevention and really can see its value in their lives and also as a means for controlling um, our out of control healthcare budget right now. So I think I think we all know Kevin and Keith I don't know how many people have been sick recently but gosh you go to the doctor and everything or or see your nurse practitioner or healthcare provider and everything has gone up. Astronomically in cost, and it's even for especially for um, middle-wage um, earning families, they cannot afford to be sick, even if they have health care.
1: Exactly, and all we a lot of the times we hear, you know, with the, with a the new bill and everything leading up to that, it was always about the liabilities. Um, but what we really need to discuss is the investment that we're that we're making. In in this country, in the health of this country, uh, because the return on investment is going to be huge. We're you know our our patients, our communities, our country is going to reap the benefits uh, over and over from th- this investment that we're all making here, um, and and so I'm I'm really excited about it, and uh, certainly again just love that uh you know you you have this and oh it looks like uh representative moody has she's off the call now but but thank you again for calling in uh with your support for for this bill um and so and i think oh let's see keith isn't in yet but anyway so what is what is the surgeon general i mean how does the surgeon general really feel about this legislation
2: that is a great question um the members of the U.S. Public Health Service, including the Surgeon General, cannot give an opinion on any pending legislation because they serve in the uniformed services, and that's that. just like um, any member of the military, they, they are not allowed to voice an opinion. However, we've um, been able to meet with um, leadership at least eight times, and they've given us valuable feedback. And we've integrated a lot of um, what we've heard from them into the bill language. Um, We're really happy, though, for a lot of reasons. One, it's great that we have an existing position um, in the Chief Nurse Officer of the U.S. Public Health Service because – This is a position that exists, and it makes the cost of this legislation go way down. In fact, we're not even asking for additional allocations at this time, although we know eventually it would be nice to get more money for the U.S. Public Health Service. It's just, as you know, anything that has funding attached would be dead on arrival in Congress, so it's not reasonable to um, attach funds right now. But we have this existing position, and because the position is not political, is not a presidential appointment, does not require cabinet approval, um, we've retained the current nominations instructions that the chief nurse officer operates under now, which is for selection, and that's great, too, because it makes it um, apolitical. Then that means that we don't have to worry because, you know, if you're, for example, really believe um, in – you know, as Republicans do, and this position isn't selected by a democratic president, then you're going to be more likely to hopefully follow the advice because the advice will be based on science from the scientific model so mm. we we want to make sure that politics don't enter into the healthcare arena. It's just like Keith and Kevin when we see our patients, we don't go in and go, well. What political affiliation are you, and here's what I believe you know you never do that right. we're We're all about taking care of, of patients and meeting their needs.
0: right and exactly and, that, and that's public- what we want to see right.
2: with with this position as well right. so um but the way I like to explain the position um is that the c d c is really um analyzing a lot of you know information regarding. health care diseases, health promotion, et cetera, and you can go to different pages of the CDC to see um, their analysis. The Surgeon General really is synthesizing the message, and in fact, the Surgeon General just released a huge report on preventing tobacco cessation among youth and young adults. But nobody knows about that report. What's missing is the messenger. And we see nurses as being perfectly positioned to be the messenger um for health promotion and prevention.
1: I couldn't agree more, but I guess that's probably a biased opinion.
2: Well, um, we probably are a little, little bit, biased. Kevin. And it's it's not that um other health professionals certainly I mean Dennis, I went to see my dentist this morning and he gave me a lot of great, you know, tips and advice. However, the nurse, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we're the largest sector of the healthcare workforce. Year after year, we're voted by um, the Gallup poll to be the most trusted and honest professionals. The public trusts nurses. They listen to nurses. But furthermore, we have a huge health illiteracy problem in the United States. 90 million Americans are health illiterate, which means they they can't even understand the basic instructions on a medication bottle and who is the the person who gives the discharge instructions to the patient who is on you know hopefully you know some schools at least still have school nurses who's giving the um the lessons to the kids on how to stay well it's always the nurse right so and the nurse deals with the whole client not just um you know a part of the body so that's you know, all those are reasons. And nurses are ubiquitous. They're in every community. Um, they're socially astute to different cultures, um, the different cultures that they live in. So we're really, I think, in a perfect position to make a difference. And we can't wave a magic wand. There's no wand that's going to cure all the healthcare ills in the United States. However... It is so important what we teach our students, what we tell nurses who work with patients. Every day you make a difference. Whether you can actually see it in that day, you might not see it for a week or a month or a year, but how many times have you been stopped in your career, Keith and Kevin, by patients who thanked you or said you really made a difference by doing such and such in my care?
1: Well, it's nice to actually get those comments, Terry. And I believe, Keith, do we have a caller that wants to have – they have a comment that they would actually like to bring on the air? We actually –
0: we do have a caller, so uh, let me bring them on. Um, Give me one second here. Here we go. You are live on RNFM Radio. Welcome. Can you introduce yourself?
4: Yes. My name is Leslie Erickson. I'm in Arlington, Texas. And I want to bring up a couple of points about uh, the uh, network Miss Mills is talking about. Uh, number one, yes, they do respond to every single contact that they receive on the network. Uh, I'm a graduate student working on a master's in nursing, and in a class we had to pick a national bill, and I happened to pick this one. Uh, put in an email request expecting just some paperwork, and I actually got phone calls, follow-up, uh things to regard the bill and good information to do that. So if you have any questions whatsoever, please fill out your contact request on that network. Um, The other thing being was, as I have followed this bill somewhat, and uh, Terry talked about the fact that nurses just don't understand our legislative system anymore, Um, it's very important if they just make a phone call to their legislator, a letter would even be better but they need to hear from you to know that they want this building moved around. Um, public health is just so important in Texas. We were just ranked at the bottom for health care. Um, our state legislature probably will not approve extra Medicaid funds. So to get public health programs going, to get nurses to start talking prevention uh, is just going to be paramount for Texas. and. Um, Who better to do that to nurses, and who better does nurses really collaborate and dialogue with better than other nurses to get this done?
2: Hmm. Well, thank you, Leslie, for all those points. And our website is nationalnurse.org. That's all it is, HTTP, nationalnurse.org. And on there we do have um, a lot of links, and one of them is ways to help and we are so eager to hear, or it's actually, the link is Take Action, excuse me. Um, we, and on that link, there's a picture of a capital, and you can click on it, and it's contacting the Congress is the link, so that you can find out who is your re- U.S. representative and who are your two uh, U.S. senators. If you click on Contact Us, we will send you templates of letters um there is also templates of letters and um sample scripts for um calling your member as well but we love to um support you and help you in any way that we can um and it really is you the listening audience the nurses around the country that have propelled this bill to where it is today congress gets um or has about 4000 bills introduced every Session. And sessions are two-year sessions, or, excuse me, first session and second session, but they're two years. Um, so right now we're in the 112th Congress. Because of all the competition with legislation, we really do need to make contact using constituent power because it's the voters that really make the difference to our elected officials. And so we want to hear from you so that we can make sure that as many legislators around the country um, know that this bill is really important and that we want to see it get a hearing and we want to make sure that it goes um, on further and is voted on. And Mm -hmm. someone asked me, you know, how long is this going to take? And it, it really depends on the public. It really depends on our supporters Um, We will work, you know, as long as it takes. We're altruistic. We're not paid. It's an all-volunteer organization. But we can only do so much. We really need um, others to step up. And think of it as giving half of of a bed bath to a patient because that's all the time it takes. You know, we've got everything all set. Um, We'll help you find out the email of where to send this letter to so that it reaches your member of Congress, Um, If you're interested in coming to Washington, D.C. with us, um, we love to take newcomers and introduce them to the political process. So um, we're really excited about that. And, you know, part of the reason I think that, like I said, that we sometimes hear opposition or resistance is because every organization right now is working on some piece of legislation but my um, thermometer and the barometer that we use for the National Nursing Network organization is: Will this legislation make a difference in improving Americans' lives and especially children's lives? And if the answer is yes, then we support it. Um, we don't try to look at it like, oh my gosh, if we support their bill, then they're not going, then Congress isn't going to support um, our bill. We're not into the we. We're in or the me. We're into the we. You know, mm-hmm. we need to get away from what is in it for me and look at how can we do better for we, our country, because right. otherwise we're just going to keep um, the status quo. And like mm. Wesley um, Erickson just said, right now we're losing school nurses, we're losing our public health nurses, they are the first line of prevention and health promotion, and yet they're becoming scarcer and scarcer. And that's one of the reasons, again, that we really need to have a visible national nurse for public health so that people can, the public, can really appreciate what nurses do. Um, we see, you know, all too rarely, even now, the Surgeon General, we need to see more from our health care providers, not less, um, especially at this critical juncture in health care for our country.
1: Well, that's Terry... Speaking of around the country, and you wanting to hear from uh people, I think we actually have another caller great
0: we we do let's bring her in
4: hello, hello,
0: hello. you're hello. live on r n f from
4: yeah,
5: hi this is Susan Sullivan, and I'm a retired public health nurse in uh southern california and i uh I know Terry and I have worked with her, and I think. She just deserves all kinds of appreciation. She, In my estimation, she's following in the footsteps of uh, Clara Barton and Florence Nightingale and Lillian Wald and all of our heroines. I think when I first met her, she told me, well, I've been told that the average time to get legislation passed is seven years. And she and I giggled, and we said, well, this shouldn't take seven years. Well, we're getting Uh-oh. pretty close to seven years now.
0: <laughs> we are. We she are just never
5: quick. gives up, yeah. And, you know, I've accompanied her and some of the other uh, supporters on trips to um, Washington, and each time I'm very impressed with how the congressional aides and the representatives are willing to listen to our um Uh, legislation and our vision, and they ask very astute questions, and I think it's to Terry's credit and the hard work that the group has done that we currently have over 40 um, congressional representatives signed on in support of this bill again. I missed the first part of your broadcast. I don't know if Terry has mentioned, but there are many, over a 100 prominent Organization, nursing organizations and, and nursing leaders that are signed on in support of this legislation. There's a list on the website if, if people are interested. I, mm-hmm. I do think that one of the things that's important to really clarify and emphasize is that the what Terry said about taking a an existing position and elevating that to a to more visible prominence at the national level to help the community. Uh, and society understand uh, the important roles that nursing, nurses play, not only in hospitals and clinical situations in our country, but certainly out in the community. Um, public health is probably the most um, unsung hero in our our history when you look at the accomplishments of public health, and certainly, certainly, public health in, encompasses more than nurses. There's the U.S. Public Health Service, which many people don't even know exists is comprised of many disciplines, uh, nurses, physicians, dentists, uh, epidemiologists, um, physical therapists, nutritionists. I mean, it's it's all of the health care provider disciplines, and these people are prepared to respond in emergencies, and they are always looking to help promote better health and implement uh, interventions in our communities that will slow the rise of preventable disease. After 9-11, the uh, medical reserve cores uh, that came into being are a, a good um, uh, example to mention because the U.S. Public Health Service does um, try to provide leadership and, and encourage participation in medical reserve corps. And having a national nurse for public health to encourage more nurses and other health professionals to get involved at their local level would um, be a very dynamic way of raising the Mm. recruitment and membership in those critical organizations. We have, um, I think, a a tremendous opportunity. There are over 3 million nurses in uh, this country, not to mention how many students and retirees are out there. And I was always very struck when I would visit nursing organizations and speak to them about this legislation and explain it. They would all nod their head, this is a good idea, yes, we ought to do this, this is needed, this will make a big difference. Yes, I would be willing to help is the attitude most of them had. So what we're really saying is having a national nurse would help us, um, would be like a um, spark plug to help move our nation to this much-needed mm. philosophical and cultural shift to prevention. And if we can mobilize even 1% of the nurses in this country out in their own local communities, getting involved to advocate for and intervene in prevention efforts, nurses have the skills already. They have the knowledge. They know resources in their communities. They know needs in their communities, and they're very good at leading um uh, collaborative efforts and organizing uh, uh, for advocacy for prevention. Uh, mm. We think that there could be a lot accomplished that could help us shift to uh, a more health-oriented uh, development of, of delivery of health care in this
2: country.
3: Mm. Well, well Susan, thank, you thank you so much,
2: Susan, for calling in, and thanks for those great comments. and. Um, Susan mentioned that um, over 110 really prominent organizations are supporting this, as well as um, some great individuals, and they are listed at nationalnurse.org under endorsements. Um, All we ask for in an endorsement, we're not asking that the organization go and lobby for um, the bill, although if they want to, you know, that's fine. It's just that we don't expect that. Um, we would just like every nursing organization to understand how great this is for the public's health and our own profession. And when we ask people to sign on, we have a signatory letter that we add the organization to, and then we put a link to their website on our website. So it's really pretty easy to endorse this legislation, and we have many members of organizations still seeking their own organization support, so that's great. Um, as um, Kevin and Keith, you probably noticed that um, New York just recently passed a resolution urging the New York congressional delegation to sign on in support of the bill, and that's something that's been very exciting to us is how active our supporters actually are and how active nursing students have been in supporting this legislation. One of our current board members, Elizabeth McPhee, um, she was a former NSNA chapter president at Portland Community College and she really helped to, along with Shelley Johnson, another one of our graduates, helped to lead the efforts here in Oregon and the Oregon State Legislature also passed a similar resolution to New York. So, um, we're in Massachusetts and Vermont followed suit. So, we're just really excited um, again with the level of support. We do have a newsletter and um, it goes out about once a month. It's free. And again, on the website, there's a place to enter your own email um, and then you get confirmation. You can always unsubscribe unsub- to the newsletter um, at your will. But it's a great way to get information out about the bill, too. And
3: mm. well, you know, don't interi- forget
2: to
5: mention Facebook.
2: All right. And we have a Facebook National Nurse Campaign is what it's called on Facebook, and we have over 2,200 members on that as well. And, in fact, that's how many of the callers heard about the show tonight is through the Facebook campaign.
0: Right. And we would we would also love to see you all on Twitter. Um, are, do right. you have a presence on Twitter?
2: We do, we do, and we do. Twitter after the newsletters um, go out. And in fact, I Twittered about the show tonight too.
0: And what is your your handle? I can't remember it right now.
2: I think it's Nurse Terry A. N U R S E T E R I A is Nurse the, uh,
0: Terry A. a. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's okay. it. It's
1: pretty easy. That's great.
0: Okay, so I had a couple things to say, and I think Kevin wanted to chime in too. So Kevin, did you have a burning question?
1: Well, I mean, burning. you just had mentioned something about uh, student nurses. Now, you know, so we're talking about um, nurses who are not all or or, uh, students who are not already RNs, like doing graduate work, but you're just talking about in your undergrad work. um, Mm -hmm. Undergrad
2: and graduate level have contacted us both. Yeah,
1: sure. And so it's interesting, you know, Terry, I can hear the passion in your voice, uh, certainly, and of course, the caller's voices. It's interesting as students... You know, when we're going through our undergraduate work, you know, we really get excited whether it's like you know the med surge, or we get a chance to work in ICU, or maybe we want to go into L and D, uh, or Peds, or whatever. We get really excited about those practicums, you know, those hours of service uh, that we're you know in our education. You know, what what is it that you can do to kind of help students sort of wrap their heads around how important really this community, this public health initiative, their involvement is in, in this can just well, and I'll come right out and say it, be just as sexy as, you know, working in the ER, in the ICU, or PEDS, or whatever that is. Um, Absolutely.
2: You know. And and that, again, you know, talking about school nurses, public health nurses, wow, what powerful roles those nurses um, occupy and fulfill for the nation. And I think all too often they just go unrecognized and really are so underappreciated for what they do. And that's another reason that we really like this bill is because we're hoping with um, more health promotion programs being put to the forefront that nurse educators such as myself, when we do our community practicums, our health promotion activities, our um, didactic community service projects, and our preceptorship um, clinical teacher associate um, practicums, that we will plug students in to those arenas and um just last year for example I had a student at um the Tiger tualatin um school district and she did her preceptorship hours under um with um excuse me with school nurses and just because of that experience now she's a school nurse she loved it and unfortunately we are losing those nurses and so again we need to really make them you know make their role understood to the public so we can get more support and more budget dollars um towards those positions so we can you know keep that um that arena of nursing strong because it is it is really um I don't know. I love my public health nursing experience. In fact, I almost went into public health instead of um, nursing education. It was just very much a fluke that um, I became a teacher, and so young mm-hmm. too. But um, right. and, I, I loved yeah, I was doing a, public health.
0: I was a public health nurse for a year for the town of Amherst, Massachusetts, when I lived in New England, and it was really an incredible experience to be a public health nurse. I had no experience And I just jumped right into the fire. And it's interesting that Susan mentioned the Medical Reserve Corps. I was a member of the Medical Reserve Corps there in Amherst, Massachusetts, for since its inception, probably for about six years. And I was the director of the corps in the local area when I was the public health nurse for the town. And public health nursing really does have... it it doesn't really have a great reputation among nurses. You know, people talk about ICU and like Kevin said, sort of the sexy things, but public health is a very exciting branch of nursing. And I think nursing students and nurses who are looking for something different should look more closely at it.
3: Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm.
0: just, and I, I also wanted to say, I had something else come to mind a few minutes ago that, you know, we've all been talking about how nursing really needs something to rally around and, it's difficult to find something that all nurses can hold on to and say, yes, we can really, we can really latch on to this, that we believe in this. And I'm just wondering if having a national nurse for public health, who's a really public figure, who's really out there in the community and really talking to the American people and talking to nurses, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if nurses could really cleave to that person if they have the right personality and the right approach and the right public relations campaign, could really bring a lot of nurses in, not into politics, but into public health and into the more in, out into the public domain, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm.
2: and Well, into the health promotion arena, I think, is right. is huge. And, you know, of course, you know, you look at different very charismatic leaders, but you also look at other people who are leaders. And When I did my um, certification for nurse education through the National League of Nursing, we had to study in um, different um, areas or um, focus areas for the exam, and one of it was leaders. You know, what is leadership in nursing? And every book that was recommended by the NLN, every single book, every single chapter about transformational leadership or leaders said a great leader must have followers. Now, we have a chief nurse officer who is has potential to be a great leader. There's no question, and probably and is a great leader in the U.S. public health service. There's no doubt about it. But imagine if nurses really understood who this person was and what this person did, and we're not asking in the bill language to overwhelm this person By having this person do every single thing that could be possibly known for health promotion and prevention. That's not it at all. In fact, the bill language is very non prescriptive. The current duties are retained so that the National Nurse for Public Health still will be the Chief Nurse Officer of the U.S. Public Health Service. But with increased visibility, we hope when our country has times of need, for example, with the H1N1 crisis, that the news media will say, oh, let's talk to the National Nurse for Public Health. You know, what a concept. Wouldn't that be great? Because it's the nurses who are doing the immunization clinics. It's the nurses who are giving instructions at the grassroots level to their clients. So that's what we need, is we do need this person. And when you talked about a rallying cry, that's, I think, the reason that this campaign grows. It's not because of our board of directors or our awesome advocacy team, you know, we have great people helping in the national nursing network organization. It is the idea that carries the message and that, you know, nobody knew me when the idea was floated through the New York times. And yet it was the third most emailed story for over a week. It was because people do really understand how, you know, they love that America loves their nurses and, it's time, it really is, that we see more visible nursing leadership for all of nurses, for our whole country, not just for a faction. You know, we have a great leader. I'm a member of the American Nurses Association, Dr. Karen Daly. She's a great leader for the ANA. She leads the ANA, not public health. So, um, you know, we just really feel like it's time. Um, the H.A.M. this month just had another calling that there's no nursing representation at who. And yet that's such an important role, you know, for the World Health Organization. The National right. Nurse for Public Health could fulfill that role.
1: Right, exactly. And, and, you know, just to reiterate, nurses, we have the ability, you know, because you talk about the trust and us getting in the community. I mean, it is apolitical, has nothing to do with uh, politics in the sense that we're on the same team, we're all pushing towards the same goal here. We are able to peel away the layers, the complexity of uh, the patients, the, the individuals in this community. Uh, it's flesh, it's bone, we get down to the spirit, the soul of the individual. and. Right. Nurses have that capability, and we do that every day and that 's the passion that I see working in the community. I love working in the community i 'm a previous ICU nurse uh, at Johns Hopkins Hospital, and that was exciting but this working in the community um, in in sort of a public health arena of that spectrum I, for me, anybody who 's listening out there who is a student um, I would say definitely take something like this on. Get involved in the community and in public health because, again, it is very exciting stuff. Do we have another caller, Keith?
0: Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um, Let me bring her in. Um, Just give me one second here, and her name is Ava. All right. So, Ava, you are live on RNFM Radio. Would you like to introduce yourself?
4: Yes, hi. My name is Ava Samarco. I'm from Buffalo, New York. And I am a nurse. I work in an assisted living facility. I do teach biology and anatomy. And I'm also a visiting nurse. And I am a supporter of the National Nurse Act. Especially with being, you know, a visiting nurse out in the public, I think this nation would benefit from such, you know, such a great advantage of having, you know, working alongside with the Surgeon General. Because basically nurses are respected. And they often look to them first, you know, even before the doctor. And I'm you know, I'm sure you'll you know, agree with that, being a nurses yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: But,
4: you know? That's really true, Ava. Um we have three
2: nurses on our block in the neighborhood and we also have a physician around the corner, but I can't tell you how many times in the middle of the night my doorbell will ring with some kind of a medical emergency and
4: mm-hmm. and
2: even just for advice, people will call, and and I've talked to the other nurses in the neighborhood, and they said the same thing happens to them too. So, mm-hmm. uh, yes, I think that um, you know the public does see nurses as being as being very approachable, but you know this isn't about whether a nurse is better than a physician or um, exactly. you know taking over exactly. different roles, because really we all know now that we have very Different roles from each other, and the reason that we think that this is so great that a national nurse of public health really would work is when you talk about the medical reserve corps and you look at the numbers of volunteers. Nurses mm-hmm. are by far the largest group that volunteer. It's not that they don't have other healthcare professionals or need them; they do. The the MRCs need those, everybody, um, but the largest number is the nurse. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh so, yes, I agree. Right. That's I'm so really true. Sorry.
0: And even here in my neighborhood, I find that, you know, I, I let people know I'm a nurse when they move into our little neighborhood and people come to me with questions. The children come to me to get taken care of. I get called in the middle of the night with questions and my friends call me, my family calls me and nurses know that we're the ones who people reach out to. We're the ones who people ask questions of and people also seem to understand that we are, that our work is based on education. So I get that a lot from people who come to me for information. They feel like I'm a trustworthy source of information. And if I don't know what, I'm, what to say, I know where to point them to get that, the correct information. So, you know, in terms of public health, why not have a chief public health Nurse for the entire country, who we can all look to for guidance, and who can who can
3: really
1: carry that torch for all
0: of us.
3: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes, definitely. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Agreed. And there there are only what I think about something like 600 and some odd thousand physicians and surgeons in the United States, uh, which I think will you know counts for something roughly about 10 or 12, 15 percent, something like that, of the healthcare um, you know uh, landscape. Where again, to reiterate, there's three million of us. It's not about taking over for them. Um, it's just that, yes, we there we can get in there, we can get into people's um you know into communities, uh, we're more agile and you know able to access these areas and mm-hmm. and as keith was stating you know whether we know the answers directly or we can help directly we can cer- certainly point people in the right direction uh and provide resources for them which which again that that cuts down uh oftentimes on both time and money i mean not to bring money into it but again uh, when you when you talk about the landscape of the, the new bill uh that's been passed i mean it it is all about the dollars and cents in some respect but but ultimately again it comes back to our investment in mm-hmm. in individuals and wow. in our communities
2: Definitely. And another thing that was brought to our attention, too, was the National Prevention Strategy, which is a document that really complements um, the Affordable Care Act, in it's calls for an increased focus on health promotion and prevention. And um, we've been told over and over again that um, H.R. 3679, the National Nurse Act, really is in sync with the National Prevention Strategy. Because just like Florence Nightingale said, it's just not enough, you know, to say the words. All those thoughts need to be put into actions, and those actions are what's going to really make the difference.
3: Mm. Uh Yes, definitely.
1: Agreed. So I guess let's talk – well, let's kind of like round this up with um, actions. What about this legislation? Is it going to pass this year? So, great
2: great question. Right now, we've got a couple weeks before Congress goes into recess, summer recess. So, the answer is no, it's not going to um, pass in the 112th Congress. Um, Right now, they're focused on balancing the budget and last-minute agenda items, legislative items. But know that out of those 4,000 bills, only about mm, under 100 have passed right now, well under 100. (laughs) So it really takes a monumental effort to get legislation passed. Um, we already know that the bill will be in, reintroduced in the 113th Congress, and our energies are going to be focused on a companion bill in the Senate. Um, so we're really excited and looking forward to working towards that. Um, we, of course, have over 110 prominent organizations, like we mentioned, in support, but. We are working to get more, um, and we're just going to keep building support and hopefully working towards getting a committee hearing so that we can move the bill forward. So Mm. it it does take a big effort, and again, nationalnurse.org, please send us your email, sign up for the newsletter, Um, and if you care to, consider making a small donation. Um, Like I said, it's all volunteer. It's very expensive to go to Washington, D.C., so that's what we use the donations for to pay for air travel and um, our hotel room. And it costs about $1,500 to go to D.C., and and we do that about twice a year. So a lot of, um, well, not a lot, but some supporters are giving $5 per month via PayPal. And it's just automatically, it's an automatic deduction on their Um, credit card nobody really notices five dollars a month because that's less than a cup of starbucks coffee and a scone really and um, you know who wouldn't want to try to give that up you know once a month to promote a great bill for nursing and public health so that really helps those five dollars a month donations really add up and we really encourage um, supporters to donate some Prefer to make a twenty dollar donation, you know, just once, or a a donation of a larger sum. And if you want to do that through PayPal, you can. Or if you would prefer to write a check, we don't give out our home addresses over, you know, the radio or on the internet. But you can certainly contact us using the contact us page, and we'll send you an an address to send a donation. So unfortunately, we have to put in a plug because, you know, campaigns are expensive but we're reasonable too and we don't like and we don't even ask in every newsletter for donations because we know that you know people's money it's real it's really very short right now and you know there's a lot of things to spend your money on but but we sure. do really appreciate you know small donations are helpful
0: Good. Yeah, and we appreciate that too, Terry. And we appreciate you being on the show and sharing all this information with us and all the wonderful callers who called in tonight. And we we here at RNFM Radio feel like this is a very important legislation. I've been supporting it on my blog, Digital Doorway, for, for several years since you and I first met. And we hope we can have you back on the show, um, possibly later you know, partially later in 2012 or early in 2013 to talk about how it's going in the the, the um, next Congress. Would you like to? do that, that would
2: be great. It would it would really be an honor to come back on, especially in early 2013. I think would be perfect because okay. it will have a new bill number and we're going to tweak the bill language just slightly because we do want people to understand that this. Um the chief nurse officer's position will still be there. We're not taking anything away from that position at all. We're not duplicating the role. What we're asking is that an additional unique title be added to really spotlight and bring prominence to the role.
4: So sure,
2: anyways, sure. I really appreciate your time and thank you to the callers. It's it's been great.
0: Oh thank you so much, Terry. You have a wonderful night and we'll be in touch very soon.
2: Okay, thanks again. Bye Thanks bye. so much, Terry. Night.
0: Good night. Okay, good night. Wow, Kevin, that was quite the conversation.
1: That was one quick hour. Holy it smokes. It was a quick hour. And
0: all the callers, you know, it seemed like every caller who, who was on the show tonight
1: was so... Oh, Keith, I think... Uh... I, I lost your your voice. Keith actually just kind of uh, bowed out for some reason. He's got some technical difficulties. I'm not exactly sure what just happened. Um, but I think what what Keith was trying to convey uh, this evening was that we certainly do appreciate all of the callers that have called in. I mean, every caller, well, and and even you, Terry. Uh, everything was just really well polished, really really well prepared, and articulate. And you could hear the passion in each caller's voice. I mean, truly, it goes back to what I was just saying about public health or what I was saying just probably 20 minutes ago is that, again, getting in the communities, working with these individuals in their homes, in their communities, it is a very um, intimate uh, experience. And as exciting as some of these other areas and subspecialties are uh, in nursing and medicine, it's okay to be excited about it. And I felt passionate about it. Again, I was an ICU nurse, and I loved every minute of it. But working in the community has been, certainly, I would never trade it. And I have used probably more of my nursing skills in the community, uh, just based on some of the backup or the lack of backup that you have, but you, what you come to find out is that nurses are inventive, we're creative and we work really hard to uh, just make things work and so being able to do that as a nurse um, when you're working in the community you you tap into so many resources. I mean, I thought I knew people even just a few years ago. I really know people, and I collaborate with more people, know more people, and work with more people than I ever have in my career just by working in the community uh, and and certainly in the public okay, health right. sector. Keith, you're back, brother. Good. I'm back. I I
0: lost my internet connection here for a second, so I'm back, folks. Sorry about that.
1: That's okay. So, Somebody Kevin, over I
0: agree. The I agree. With you. My, probably my dog. I agree with you. I've been working in community health actually since I graduated from nursing school in 1996. Um, I think I've shared this on RNFM radio before, but I've never worked in a hospital. <gasps> Gasp. Um, what? I've, <laughs> I've chosen to work in community health centers as a public health nurse, as a visiting nurse, as a hospice nurse, as a case manager in the community. It's just one of those choices I made professionally, which I was told was professional suicide but it's actually served me very well um you know, i haven't had the icu experience that you've had kevin and that other nurses have had but having that community experience and and just being out there with people out in our society has has really served me on more levels than i could say we could talk about this
1: probably for hours and i, but I, I love would agree with working you out though there in the community well, don't you consider it, though, Keith, um, in a sense? I mean, this is kind of like, and I'll say it because, you know, you and I are, are both men, but, you know, sort of the Boy Scouts. I mean, we sort of pull out like our Swiss Army knives here. And when you're working in, in the public health arena, the community, I mean, we really have to get creative. And, and it's, tr- I mean, again, when you're working, like ICU is a very controlled environment. And public health, I mean, in the community, you don't know what's going to get thrown at you. I'm not saying ICU doesn't have like those curveballs. But, boy, do you get those in the community? Um, mm-hmm. and we have to pull out sort of our virtual or our nurse's version of the Swiss Army knife to try to figure things out
0: that 's true and When I was going to nursing school and I was deciding I was going to work in community, a friend of mine who was a seasoned nurse he said, "You know to be a nurse, you kind of have to also be a plumber, a carpenter, a lawyer, a teacher and he said, "You just have to be prepared on every level and i've always remembered what he said because it's been true for me for actually for 16 years and and i actually still love it i still love nursing even though i'm doing coaching and other things i do love nursing i love my identity as a nurse and it's a very important part of my life and even though i promote work life balance and not making your life you know 100% of what you do being a nurse is just it's it's just this very important central aspect of my of my being and my identity and being out there in the
1: community makes it even more so for me. So it, I, yeah. Go well, no, I was going to say, it's interesting. You brought up the plumbing thing. I had to, I was working with a patient uh, years ago who was immunocompromised in the home, only had one bathroom. I had to actually become a plumber. The toilet was broken and I thought, my gosh, I mean, you know, this patient needs a place to be able to void or relieve themselves and, and have a, and be able to flush the toilet. Um, I know this sounds maybe a little slightly disgusting or whatever, but literally I rolled up my sleeves and fortunately I'm i have never a contractor, but I, I've done construction in the past and certainly gutted and put together a house before. Um, and so I, I fortunately I had that experience and I plumbed my patient's mm-hmm. toilet and fixed it for them. Uh, because again... It <laughs> Thank you, but but what I did I did it without the tool belt and the and sort of the crack of my butt showing. I was able to actually do that, so I didn't. Well done, um, sir. Yes, it was. It now, was did great. you um,
0: did you wash your hands afterwards?
1: Oh my gosh, you you know I did. You know, well oh, it was interesting too. I just kind of donned a few you know some uh, my purple like nitro gloves and and sort of got in there, but it was just you know that's how we look at the whole patient. I was actually trying to help out with with the, uh, not the toileting aspect of my patient, but actually the toilet itself. So we really do look at everything.
0: That's true. That's true. Yeah. Kevin, um, before we shut down for the night and say goodnight Mm -hmm. to our listening audience, let's give everyone an update on what we're each up to. So tell us a little bit about what's happening with Innovative Nurse or in your work, or just give us a little snapshot of what's happening in, in your world right now.
1: Well... I'll just give you, you know, a a brief, um, snapshot as you say, Keith, you know, innovative nurse, the community is building, um, we're getting more guest posts and more inquiries to kind of build up the articles and the content, uh, for you. And, and, you know, I'm working hard to try to make sure that as much of that content is as, um, appropriate or directed to, you know, your, um, sort of your liking and the target audience and stuff. And again, that's what we're doing on RNFM Radio as well. We're, we're building that blog and that community as well. I mean, it, it, it's, it's all about collaboration. It's all about promotion. Um, as you probably are aware, and Keith can talk about you know, his, his coaching that he provides, but together, Keith and I do provide mentorship for nurses out there who either want to start a business, who are in business and just want to be better at business, or you don't have to leave the bedside. We we also discuss about how you can work your full potential even at the bedside, and I think Keith does a really great job of that. And so, you know, he and I collaborate, and we have been, and that, that area is growing. But um, Innovative Nurse is certainly growing, and and I know uh, Keith can actually speak to – oh, before, before I hand it over to you, Keith, sure. really quick, I do want to make a plug, and this is all about collaboration – so I got off the phone with Lori Minky Radcliffe. Lori Radcliffe was on our show a few months back, the certified fitness nurse, and she has a coaching program that is, um, she has uh, some classes that are, that are coming up here uh, next month, I believe, and she's doing a teleseminar, till, oh, let's see, G- July 11th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, um, and I will put that on Innovative Nurse, I'll just kind of plug that piece, because I think it's sort of apropos to discuss because fitness nursing is about getting in the community and working with people who are higher risk. Um, Either, again, a a catastrophic event has occurred where a fitness nurse can come in and actually work with people, uh, lifestyle changes, nutrition, uh, exercise, whatever it is that you want to implement, and do it in a way that a nurse does. We we triage and assess the whole patient and and we're able to implement that program. And so I just want to kind of put that out there. So Innovative Nurse, I'll put that on InnovativeNurse.com about her teleseminar coming up on July 11th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And she will discuss further about her launch of her fitness nursing program. So anyway, Keith, what's going on with um, uh, Nurse Keith over there?
0: Oh, I'll give you an update in a second. But I also wanted to encourage you, Kevin, we can put that up on the RNFM radio blog as
1: well at RNFMRadio.com. Of course. How how silly of me. I should have <laughs> said, definitely. again. Lori was on our show, and that's what we're doing. We're promoting nurses who are on our show or who will be on our show. And even if you're not on our show, reach out to
4: us.
1: That's true. That's true. So we'll we'll
0: put that up there, too. So let's see. What's happening at nurseteeth.com? Well, I have some clients who are working with me right now. Things are going really well. Uh, My writing is still happening over at Digital Doorway. And also helping to post uh, articles up on rnfmradio.com. We're having... Articles and blog posts and links to posts previously published by some of our guests, upcoming guests as well as guests who who have already been on RNFM Radio. And I wanted to mention that I have a collaboration happening right now with CoursePark.com. They're a continuing education group who do continuing ed for nurses. And they actually approached me to do a webinar series for nurses on self-care. And this is going to be a free webinar series. It'll be one hour, once a month, for 12 months. And it begins this Thursday, actually, at coursepark.com. And we will actually be bundling those into MP3s and downloads later on, probably in, in groups of six. But for now, you can tune in. I think there's 225 spots each month, and they are filling very fast. And if you'd like information about those, the best thing to do would be to email me at kc at nursekeith.com. That's kc at nursekeith.com, and I can send you the information for how to sign up and be part of those webinars. Each month I'll be talking about a different aspect of self care for nurses. And this will be going on every month for the next year. So we'll be getting started just in three days. So that's the most exciting thing I have happening right now. And the other exciting thing, Kevin, is continuing to collaborate with you and having RNFM Radio booked with guests into mid-September. And we have more guests knocking on our door every week, actually.
1: Uh, Agreed, Keith. We we do have to, I have to, we reiterate, we love, you listeners out there. We love the guests. Um, we, we plan on keeping this thing going and it's because of you and of course our passion too. I mean, we are passionate about it. Even if we only had two listeners out there, we would continue to do this. But but it's just great knowing that our our listenership is growing um, exponentially and you can even see it on our blog on RNFM Radio, whether you're listening to us or you're reading um, on RNFMRadio.com, reading the posts up there. We are truly building a community. We want to build a strong community uh, with, with strong backlinks and interactions and comments and promoting you. That's what we want to do. We're transparent here on the show. I mean, we're not holding back. Um, I mean, this is an unboxed version of what nursing is. We are breaking down those barriers, and we want to help you do the same. Like I said, whether you're an entrepreneur or a writer or just want to be an outstanding employee, it doesn't matter. We want to help you and help you blaze these trails because this is, a, you know, it's a paradigm shift and we're a part of it and we're going to help push this forward.
0: That's right. That's right. And you can visit us at rnfmradio.com. That's for our blog. And we're here at blogtalkradio.com slash rnfmradio. Kevin is at innovative innovativenurse.com and I'm at nursekeith.com. And you can find us on Facebook too. Uh, Nurse Keith Coaching is on Facebook and Innovative Nurse is on, Co- uh, on Facebook. And I wanted to mention that one of our callers tonight named Ava, who called in um, to speak with Terry and make a comment, she had mentioned to me in an email once long ago that she wanted to be on the show. So, Ava, if you're still listening, send me an email at Casey at kc.nursekeith.com and we can talk about you coming on the show and anyone else who might be interested who has input about our content, input about guests or subjects you'd like us to cover, we'd love to do little, little in-services here on the show if there's something you really want to learn about or really want to hear about or want to hear about something more deeply that you feel Kevin and I might have some expertise in. We'd be very happy to talk about that. So let us know. Just send us, an, send us a question or a comment, and we'll see what we can do.
1: Agreed. I mean, we meet uh, new and interesting people every day. I had a new Twitter follower um, from Annie and Isabel, uh, the two sisters who basically formed a company um, sort of inspired by their grandmothers, great grandmother and their grandmother to become nurses and then started a company to They have designer sort of hospital gowns. You can check out the latest post on innovative that post went up today and really it was kind of sort of talking about high fashion custom fashion uh helping us feel better in our you know in the clinical setting whether you're having a baby in the hospital hospice care rehab again so many interesting people out there maybe we can get um those sisters uh on the show from annie and isabel and like i said read more about them and i'm shouting out to you two as well but thank you so much listeners uh, on you or um, on on iTunes, on Blog Talk Radio, certainly people on Twitter and Facebook pages and RnFM Radio. Keith and I really, really appreciate it. I think I've said that enough, so I'll just kind of zip it.
0: That's okay, Kev. And next week, uh, Kevin, I believe you'll be on vacation, correct?
1: Oh my gosh! Thanks, Keith. I will. Um, I will be taking a little vacay uh, with the family next week, so I think Keith's going to be flying solo. However, I might. You never know. I might actually call in. We'll see.
0: Oh, I might screen you in, you know. I'll, I'll just see what you have to say first. Appreciate but it. Sure, that's right. Thanks. So next week we'll have Laura Winger of the Healthier Hospitals Initiative. I've been going back and forth with her by email. We look forward to having her on the show. And, Kevin, you'll listen to the archive after. And on the 23rd, we'll have Lori Brown, legal nurse consultant. And on the 30th, we'll have Dr. Mary Foley of Safe in Common. And we're going to keep the August guests um we're going to keep them secret for now, even though they're all, they're all uh, booked. We'll start revealing them one at a time as the weeks go by, starting next week. So <laughs> August is under wraps for now. So again, here at RNFM Radio, thank you so much. Find us at RNFMRadio.com, nursekeith.com, and innovativenurse.com. This is Keith signing off, and Kevin, why don't you say goodnight too?
1: Yes, I will bid you adieu. So thank you for spending your Monday night with us and or no matter what day it is if you're listening to the archive we we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Good night.
0: Okay. Good night.